This is the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast, Episode 166. Good day and welcome to this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. I'm your host, podcaster, and author of Fun Fantasy Reads, Jamie Davis. This podcast is exactly what the title says it is, folks. It's a show where we focus on everything to do with fantasy and sci-fi books. We talk about epic fantasy, swords and sorcery, space opera, military sci-fi. You name it, we just bring it to you with the best and brightest authors from all the various corners of the fantasy and sci-fi book world here on the show each week. Starting off things uh, with my own author update this week, um, the paramedic sorceress is off to the editor at last, and I'm enjoyed... Uh, overjoyed with how much the book turned out uh, really well. Um, I can't wait to share it with you all. Uh, So make sure you're caught up. If you haven't already um, finished that series or gotten into that series, there's still plenty of time to do that. Get the entire Extreme Medical Services series about paramedics for supernatural creatures and be ready to join the fun when I bring out the new book sometime in May coming up. You can check out everything I'm up to and keep up with what's going on, um, including sneak peeks of upcoming covers, special giveaways, and a lot more by visiting my fan group, a uh, reader group over on Facebook. That's Jamie's Fun Fantasy Readers over at my website and blog at jamiedavisbooks.com too. Um, I look forward to hearing from you in either place. So leave a comment or fill out the contact form and reach out to me. I'd love to be able to chat with you sometime. Okay, on this episode, our special guest is author Jacob Hess. Jacob grew up in Oregon and became a Christian at a young age. God has continued to to, uh, display his faithfulness to Jacob throughout his life, a journey deeper and deeper into grace. Jacob received a Master of Divinity from Western Seminary in Portland, Oregon, and moved to Seattle, Washington, where he works currently as a minister in a local church. Now, he talks about how his stories and and the stories of everyone inspire each of us and convict us and encourage us as we struggle through a world that's not as it should be. And this is what Jacob seeks for his stories to do. So he um, tells a story and talks about things in his book, The Bright Abyss. So check out my interview with Jacob where we talk about the book and the series that's coming out from it and a lot more. So check it out. Hi, Jacob. Welcome to the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. It's great to have you on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jamie. So um, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are, and uh, maybe after that, a little bit about what got you the idea to start writing, and and especially writing in, I guess, sci-fi fantasy genre. Yeah, yeah. So so I was um, born in California, raised in Oregon. Grew up in kind of a big family, had a couple brothers and a sister. Uh, I wasn't a big reader or writer growing up, though. Um, I remember enjoying stories a lot, um, especially like movies and TV and stuff like that. And but my my mom, <clears throat> she um, she read to me like Lord of the Rings and stuff growing up, and so I had had this um, doorway into like. Liter- um, liturgy and, or not liturgy um, literature and just good stories but I I didn't grow in my life for reading and writing until probably like after college and so that's when I um, 
had the, I, there was just like a, a lot of great stories out there, but there wasn't the story being told that I wanted to hear. And so that's what got me um, into writing. I wanted to write the story that I didn't see out there. And so, um, so it's because my imagination has been so formed by like Star Wars and some of those great sci-fi stories, that's really what I wanted to write. Um, and, and so I guess my book is kind of like a mix between Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Like it brings the, the deep world building of Lord of the Rings to kind of this, the Star Wars f- feel of a, of a world, if that makes sense. Like this kind of the texture of that kind of um, place. No, it makes sense. And I yeah. mean, you know, a lot of people call Star Wars uh, space opera or space fantasy, right? You know, because there is, you know, the force is what else, if not magical in some <laughs> right, way, shape or for form. Sure. So um, that's mm-hmm. great. Um, so where did you get the idea for the world and, and uh, the, the story you were telling? Um, yeah. So my story, so I, I'm a, I'm a Christian and my, my faith is, is um, my, my faith is definitely have inf- has influenced my storytelling. And so a lot of that has come from like biblical stories and um, theology around that. And I was very interested in writing a story that felt very devoid of the divine, um, like in, in, in the world, like very kind of, kind of like the world we live in today that, that feels very secular in a lot of ways. But then there's this gradual haunting of the divine. Cause I think like just experiencing creation around us there, there is often times that we feel like there's something more than just what's right there in front of us. And so that's kind of the feel that I wanted for this story. Like this, the char- the main characters are constantly running into things that they can't understand or explain. Um, and so that that's definitely a part of the world. Um, and then with, with the characters and things like that, um, I wanted to make it feel like very relatable and very real. And so my characters, most of them are human. Um, there are, are some alien characters who are I- involved but I wanted to, the readers to be able to connect well with the characters. So there, there are people who are very, feel very real, like, like Luke Skywalker, for example, like he, he's just a kid, you know, like on his dad's farm or on his uncle's farm, you know, like, um, and so um, there, there's that aspect to it. Um, but I guess just, I don't know that I, I didn't like, I get with some of the languages and stuff that I in, integrate in the story that kind of just came as I started writing. And so um, it just kind of flowed out of just thinking more and more about what, okay, if, if a different culture, if these different cultures are in this, this world that I'm making, what would they look like? What, how would they act towards one another? And so, so it kind of just more evolved as I started writing the actual story. So it's very story focused. And then the world really just came alive as I focused on writing a great story. No, and, and it's interesting because you know, there's some great examples out there of great fantasy and sci-fi stories that that merge the the secular world with the divine world. Um, mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis does it so well in the Chronicles right. of Narnia, and um, and you don't realize those you know those stories are there if you read them on a, a certain level. But as you delve more into the characters, you know, especially Aslan mm-hmm. and others, you you really start to see the divine in those stories. Right. But you can read them and enjoy them without understanding that too. Um, yeah. But you still pick up on the underlying themes of sacrifice mm-hmm. and good versus evil and and all those things. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And there there's a lot of that like light 
in darkness in in this story um and how they how they are really tempting and drawing away different characters in this world so there there's this sense in which there's a battle within the the main characters like between these two sides of themselves but also there's these real life forces outside of them that are also like trying to pull them in different directions you know it's interesting because you know it it's it's a challenge to to try to retell some some of the divine stories that are out there, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially in Christian in the Christian faith. Um, and I'm I'm a member. I play bass in my praise band, and so you know, oh, it's nice. something I think about all the time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, trying to weave themes of good and evil into a story that is thousands of years old, yeah, <laughs> and, right. and make it relevant in 2021. Um, but th- but that's that's the big challenge, right? Right. Yeah. And I think, I think it's relevant in a lot of ways. It's just, um, because I think even though in our culture, we're trying to, we're trying to move away from like a understanding of right and wrong. Like everybody's just kind of do what's good for you. You can't escape these, um, these moral, these moral, um, understandings that are trying to trying to like, like everybody would agree that murder is wrong, for example. Um, like that's obviously wrong. Um, but like, how do you come to that conclusion? So like these, 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 um, ideas of like ultimate truth, everybody's can't just live their own truth if they don't want to live in a world of chaos, basically. And you, you see this in, in my story, there's, there's this, this this pull between chaos and order and the the good that can come from order but also the the evil that can come from order if if it's if it's so, if someone who has malicious intent is is the one in charge and so um in some ways bringing light and and goodness requires chaos to come into the picture um but then there's because you know, the right person needs to be on, on the throne, basically. Like everybody is, whether they say so or not, everybody is worshiping something. Um, it's just a matter of like, who is that thing or what is that thing that they're worshiping? They're going to become like that thing. And so you see that a lot in these characters. Um, like what are they living for and how does that influence their development, but also their interaction with the others in the world and their ultimate end as well. So tell us about some of the characters in your book. Um, you know, what, what is it that makes them, you talked about, you know, being relatable and, and being uh-huh. real to the people that are reading it. And so that they can put their self, themselves in the shoes of those characters. I mean, that's something yeah. that's so vital as a, as a writer to try mm-hmm. to get that connection with the reader. Yeah. So I, um, I know like some sci-fi stories, can be very hard for people who aren't like sci-fi aficionados to engage with. But like, for example, Star Wars is just so palpable for a wide, a wide um, audience. And so I wanted, I wanted to, to make it so that people can just feel like they can easily step into the story. Like I had one friend who's not like a big sci-fi guy. And when he started engaging with, with my book, um, he's like, wow, I didn't expect it to be like this. Like, it's very like easy to follow. I mean, there is some definite, like different languages, you know, different creatures and things. So it's definitely, um, it's, it's, there's definitely a lot of sci-fi elements that you would expect 
Um, but it's, um, I mean, like, like the main character, for example, is just like, he, he was a mechanic who grew up in his dad's shop and, you know, he has a mom that he doesn't always get along with. Like th these are things that we can engage, like understand and, and follow. Um, and, and then there's another character who, who's kind of like, he, he's, he kind of, um, he's kind of like the, the got the edge, edge on his, you know, edge on his shoulder. He's like kind of the sarcastic guy. Um, who's had a lot of trauma in his past that he's trying to heal from. And so that, I think that's very relatable as well. Um, and then there's this, this one girl who's lost her memory um, and is trying to regain her identity. And I think that's also something that's very relatable as well. So like through the story, she's trying to rebuild who she is and find that. And I think there's a lot of people who are trying to do that as well. Um, who and And when we read stories, we read them to to help understand who we are and to help understand our world better. And so there's these, these different characters that are trying to do that as well as you read along with it. So there's things like that. No, I, yeah. I, I completely get it. And and it's the, mm -hmm. the trick of, you know, making even, even alien or supernatural characters, a, a relatable right know, to the readers. Um, I, I, I write urban fantasy. And so, you know, I, I have creatures like werewolves and vampires and uh -huh. stuff living alongside the, the human people in their town. And, um, the challenge for me is to, is to always make those creatures who I treat them as people too. And, you know, the underlying theme in my books is that everybody is look is different in some way. And okay. we can't just assume somebody's bad because they have something dark in their past or. Right. You know. Um, so it's, it's, it's weaving those underlying themes in there helps when you can make those characters relatable. Um, you know, yeah, for sure. So it, it's great. Um, now you you've written book one, um, but it's going to be a trilogy. You said. Yes. Yes. So I'm working on book number two right now. Um, and I'm hoping to get that out by the end of the year. Um, <clears throat> I kind of have a long like editing process to try to truly hone in um, the story and make it just kind of hit all the points that, you know, these kind of, these kind of stories should hit, you know, these action based stories uh, like the first book, like, so I, this is my first debut novel. Um, and it took me like six or so years to write it. Cause it was just like, I would finish a draft and I'd be like, this is just, there's something wrong with it. There's something off about it. And it took me a long time to really figure out how to edit the story um, in a way like that I could find out what those, the problems were and fix them. And so this next story is going to, it's, it's taken me like a year to write because I, I've kind of gone through that long process of, of editing out, you know, what needs to come out, putting in what needs to go in. Um, and so, yeah, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a long journey, but it's, it's getting shorter and shorter because I did that, that background work um, on this first novel. It occurred to me, we haven't even said the name of the novel yet, which is on me. Oh yeah. So um, it's called the bright <laughs> abyss. Um, right. Yeah. So what's the, what's the working title for the second novel? Have you come up with one yet or you still, um, yeah, and you don't, if you don't have one, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. I don't have one yet. Uh, that the, the title is actually the hardest part for me. Like I can, I know what I'm writing about. I have like the main idea and all that, but by the end of like this last book, I, it, 
it took me a little while to like figure out what exactly I wanted for the title. So that, I'm assuming that'll probably happen for this next one, but yeah. Now, will it continue the story of Jeremiah in, in the, the rest of the stories? Is he the main character throughout? Mm, yes. It will pick up right where um, it left off of the first book. It's kind of a cliffhanger at the end. So okay. I don't want to give too much away. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I get it. Um, and so people will be there ready to go when the next book drops. That's, right. That's always good. Yep. Um, you know, and, and I, I always tell authors, you know, you write at the speed that works for you. Don't ever look at anybody yeah. else. It's, you know, the comparisonitis issue is, is always there. I think that's a, for sure. that's a very human trait is to look at somebody else and go, wow, what, why can't I do what they do? But you know, mm-hmm. they have their own challenges to deal with just like you do and do you right. race your race. So for sure. Yeah. And if, for me, I want to write a good story. I don't want to just like get a story out there to get it out there. I want to write something that people are going to enjoy and that will stick around you know, on their bookshelf and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's all, it's all about writing through your own process and, mm-hmm. you know, right. having interviewed hundreds of writers at this point, um, I, I have to say I've got hundreds of ways to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Everybody comes up with their own system to do that. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's been difficult. This is your debut book. So it just mm-hmm. came out and, and, you know, you're in the midst of a pandemic, so you can't like go right. to conventions and do things like that where you can meet people face to face if that's something you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. How do you like to connect with readers when you get out there? You know, is it online? Is it through email? Is it, you know, what are you looking to do? Yeah, it's mainly through email. I try to, I have like a free giveaway um, on my website, uh, which is just kind of e- an ebook about like the philosophy of beauty and like what it means to live a beautiful life. Um, and so the hope is to get people to sign up to the email list so they can keep in touch with me and see, you know, I send up, uh, I send out updates like every week to that, to that group, um, and, and give them special giveaways and things like that as well. Um, and so that's kind of the main way that I do it. I also, I'm also on social media, like Facebook and Instagram. Um, so those are kind of my main outreach um, I'm looking at your website and, um, you know, I'd see that there's a, a sign up for an email list right on the front page. Um, yeah, yep. and they get a, a, a free download of a, a book, I guess. Um, echoes yeah. of beauty. What's that about? So, like I said, it's, it's a book, um, about the philosophy of beauty and like what, like, so I kind of dive into what is, what is the meaning of beautiful? Like what is the meaning of art and, and kind of go into, um, also how to, how, like how all of life can be a work of art. Um, and so it's more, more of a philosophical type book, um, that, that, that I guess is a little different from my fiction, but it, it's the, it's kind of my manifesto in a sense, like it's why I write, uh, fiction. I don't write fiction just cause it's fun that, I mean, that's definitely a part of it, but I also think art is a, is a great way to, um, help people, to like capture their imaginations and to live life more beautifully. So, um, that, that, that's kind of my mind, my manifesto that I give away to people who sign up to the, to the email list. That's great. And you know, it's funny. I, I, I end every episode. Um, I don't know if you've listened to the show, 
but yeah, um, I, did, I yeah. end every episode by saying, you know, you know, keep your eyes open out there because there's magic all around you. Right. Um, you know, in a different setting, I could say there's miracles all around you. I mean, <laughs> it, it is right. the same thing. It is, you know, s- see the life that's around you, see mm-hmm. the beautiful that's around you. It sounds very similar to what you're talking about, you know, seeing what's really there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and like everything we, that we do, whether it's not like typically considered art, um, it can be done beautifully and in a way that gives life instead of takes life away. And, um, and that is creation oriented instead of, um, destruction oriented. And so, um, I talk about that a little bit in that, that ebook and, and yeah, so and and that's why I want to, I want to create, I want to put things out there. I don't want to, you know, perpetuate destruction or destructive things, you know? Right. No, I get it completely. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've got this series, the trilogy in, in mind. It, are there other ideas rattling around and are you really looking to, to stay in the science fiction or the science fantasy genre or is it, are you looking at other things as well? Yeah, no, um, you probably stay in this genre, maybe not like this particular, like sci-fi, um, fantasy, but I, I do have some other ideas about like an apocalyptic book or, or a post-apocalyptic book, um, series, um, which is kind of still sci-fi about like uh, the United States after some, this, this, um, this destructive event happens and there's these different societies that are almost kind of mid medieval in a sense. So it kind of blends like old technology, like, like, um, high technology that's left over after the destruction with like medieval mentalities. Um, and so that's another series that I have in mind. Um, I have another series or not, not another series. This probably be a single book about like this guy who kind of like, can go into people's minds who are in comas and try to bring them out of that coma. So, and he kind of acts as like a detective in doing that to like find out the issue and the problem. Cause I think it's so like strange, like nobody really knows why the person's in a coma and like what to do to bring them out. They kind of just wait. So I thought it would be interesting to explore that um, with like this, a different technology that somebody invented. Um, And then Oh, and I had another one that was kind of, that's kind of a different story. It'd be more like a romance story. So yeah, I have different, different novels in mind. I, my plan is to like keep writing until, you know, I'm not alive anymore. <laughs> yeah. It, well, and, and, you know, having a creative outlet is so important. I mean, you right. talked about the importance of creativity and creation being mm-hmm. something that, that creates, that, that makes beauty in the world, you know? And, yeah. and um, so part of, part of our mandate is to be creative. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that that's, that's great to hear that you've got all these stories inside you and, and are ready, yeah. to, ready to share them and get them out there. Um, I really love that idea of the coma person because that yeah. know, coma detective that's like super cool and that, yeah. to me, that's my healthcare background but yeah oh, okay yeah I'm, I'm a nurse and a retired paramedic so that oh, kind of cool. stuff intrigues me um and i could imagine you know having to delve into someone's mind and and find right. a mystery that breaks them free you know that'd be kind of yeah. cool um and i like i like the psychological kind of thrillers so i like i think that that would be kind of cool to 
and kind of play with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Jacob, I think we could probably talk a lot longer about a lot of different things, but um, mm-hmm. we've got to wrap up the show at some point. Um, where yeah. can people find out more about you, uh, get on your email list and other stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, where's the best place to reach you? Yeah, they can. Uh, my website is um, jacobehess.com. So they can check me out there and sign up for my email list. I'm also on Instagram, just as Jacob Hess. Also on Facebook as Jacob Hess. So, um, and then my book is for sale on Amazon. I'm just typing the Bright Abyss and it'll be, um, it will show up. So um, that's where they can get that. Um, but yeah, so. Awesome. Well, thank yeah, you for coming those, on the yeah. show. And, and, um, thanks so much. I will have links to your website as well as Great. the bright abyss in the show notes for this episode. And I hope the listeners out there will, will go and check it out. Yeah, me too. All right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And that's going to wrap up this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. Make sure you catch up with us for a whole lot more from the fantasy and sci-fi focused community, both over on Facebook in the group there or over at fantasy-focus.com. Either place, leave a comment on this episode and let me know what's on your mind. Also, if you're on the website at fantasy-focus.com in the podcast pages, um, each podcast has a link a series of links at the top, actually, that sub- lets you subscribe to the show using your favorite mobile app or even by email. So uh, do that and make sure you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. We've got a lot coming out for you all, including an upcoming episode with author Tiffany Collins. That's it for this episode, though, of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jamie Davis, author of Fun Fantasy Reads. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Jamie Davis Books and at my website, jamiedavisbooks.com, where you can get a free book if you sign up for my newsletter while you're over there. Whatever you do, though, subscribe. Come back here for the next podcast. And in the meantime, folks, don't forget to keep your eyes open out there because there's magic all around you.